Welcome to BizBytes, brought to you by Com Together, helping businesses like yours build their brand through telling amazing stories to engage and grow audiences on multiple platforms. Well, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of BizBytes. Now, my guest today is going to talk to you about the idea of being a positioning. Uh, Expert, I think, is probably the best way of describing what she does. But there's so many facets to it. And and I guess we first started talking, I, I'm not sure how long ago, some time back, with her helping people publish books. But I know she does so much more than that. And so I wanted to welcome Divya to the program. Thank you so much for joining us. Anthony, it's such a pleasure to be with you again, because we have had some really in-depth, insightful conversations that has always sparked my thinking. So it's definitely a joy. Well, thank you for that. And and um, I think that um, that's what we want to do today is, is try and spark a little bit in a few people that are listening to us. So I'm fascinated because I asked you just before we, we hit the magic record button for the episode and how you're describing yourself these days, because I guess we met um, through LinkedIn originally and through various other discussions and things. But I'm fascinated with this idea that you're um, that you've termed around positioning experts. So so tell me a little bit more about what that is. Absolutely. So regardless where you are in your life, it's important that you show up for yourself. And you can only do that if you see yourself as who you want to be, rather than thinking, you want to be somebody else or you are determining who you are because somebody else has defined that position for you. So to me, positioning it, I help people position themselves as who they are. And what happens is the beauty of that is that when you step in your shoes, there are no other shoes. You are the only one and you are unique. And when you position yourself to be the person that you want to be, not only you're coming from a place of authenticity, you don't have to think twice who you are and pretend anybody else. There are no masks, there are no masquerades or charades or anything of that sort. You recognize your potential and you step into it and be that wonderful person you are. I love that, but I want to wind it back a little bit and say, what's the point where people come to you or realize that they need to come to to, to someone like you? Do, do, do people understand that they are not being authentic? Is mm-hmm. that the starting point for people that they have to have that realization? Absolutely. So many times what happens is I'll give, I love storytelling and People tell different stories to themselves. So I'll give an ex- examples of a couple of my clients. So one of them being an entrepreneur and somebody had told her that, oh, you, you're so good at this. You've got to niche yourself in that. And she was a health coach. And she started doing health coaching, but she didn't feel right. She didn't feel that resonance. And she had left her corporate job to be a coach. And she must have read one of my blogs where I talk about how it's so much more powerful when you're you. She came to me and as we were talking and she said that, I love reading tarot cards. I'm a spiritual healer. And I shy away from calling myself that because I don't know how people are going to take it. And we sat down 
And the feel of that discomfort is very, very strong. And people want to really step out of that shell. So it took some time, but she stepped into it. And lo and behold, she is getting a lot of clients because she is speaking her truth. Now let's shift that lens towards executive coaching. I get executive all the time, professionals. Oh, you know, my boss thinks that, oh, I gotta be like, you know, I'll just give an example, Steve. Of course, the name has been changed to maintain confidentiality. Steve came and said that, oh, you know, my boss is so outgoing and such an extrovert and he just talks and he's life of the party and he expects everybody to be like that. And all of his right-hand people are just like that. And I'm trying to do that. And by the time I come home, he had to be at office in person because that's what his job was as part of engineering. He couldn't do it remotely. And he's like, by the time I get home, everybody else is getting those hybrid days. I'm not getting hybrid days. I'm spending time on commute. And not only that, I just feel drained. And we talked about that. So what is happening is that there is an energy leak. And when there is energy leak, people feel down, people feel lack of motivation, people are experiencing imposter syndrome, and that inner voice is knocking on the door. Okay, Steve, you can't keep this going because it's just not sustainable. So we sat down and we looked at it. And then we worked on a few things and I asked him, like, you know, who is your favorite leader? I'm not talking about Jack Welch, or I'm not talking about those big names, just in your company. And he pointed out a couple of people and I asked him, what was it about them that resonated with him? And he pointed out a few things and then asked him the next question, what about their influence? And he said, oh yeah, people listen to them when they talk and they've got that exact presence, which is executive presence. And basically his answer was that they spoke quietly, they were not exuberant all the time, and yet people listened. So he started shifting, and that's one of the areas when you start feeling the pinch, people start thinking about what is it that they need to change. Yeah, I, I um, it's really fascinating space, and there's a lot of, uh, I think, and that's why I asked you the question about that realisation because I think we all have those moments in our career when we realise that we're not being true to ourselves. And I know from a, from a personal point of view that um, I've spent many, many years um, drifting away probably from what my core strength and uh, thing that I'm most passionate about, which is why we're talking today, because I love talk i love you know my background was in talk radio and i love that concept of of being able to help other people tell stories but also being able to extract ideas from people that may hopefully make some listeners have a realization and make a little a positive change in the world uh with each with each story and i love that that's part of what you do as well because that once someone has that realization that they're not being 
completely true to who they are. They are wearing a mask to some extent. Um, it's really, uh, it can be really game changing to how they show up and being able to, to be, uh, escape this kind of imposter syndrome idea as well and being true to yourself and understanding your strengths and playing solely in that field, I think is, is, um, is, is huge for people. So, so tell me about some of the people that you have worked with and, and over what sort of period of time does it take to see some level of transformation? So that's such a great question. And here's what I say is that transformation takes place in bits and pieces. It's not like a day that, you know, in movies, we or in storybooks, there's always that point, right? And the storytelling is also you set the stage and then there is this conflict and then there's this turning point and there's that transformation. So what I've seen is that for some people, it's a breakthrough. They have their aha moment in that one time. And for some, it is over a period of multitude of months. And for sometimes it can be years because it's almost like peeling the onion. There's no destination. There's so much more to us than we realize it, that what happens is, is knowing that yes, you've had a breakthrough and yet you'll revert back to your old self because that's how the brain is trained. The brain has been conditioned for decades. If you're in your 30s, even if you're in 20s, you can't expect that yes, I've had this awareness and now I'm just going to change. That's wrong expectation. The key is that like you go from zero to 10%, 10 to 20, 20 to 30. So people that I work with are in different stages. Sometimes they have that wish and they're not ready. So the key thing is to meeting them where they're at. And sometimes it may take long. Sometimes they may do a little bit of coaching and then they go away and then they work on themselves and then they come back. So there's no judgment over here. It's a safe space. And to me, the whole idea is that it's about the transference of the power that they think that they got to have it with me. The power is within them. It's just about helping them realize they got the power. And I say it in three simple steps. So for example, like, you know, I will not work with everyone because if, let's say somebody's not ready to change, then even though they're thinking that they want to change, but if they're not ready, then I gently let them know it's not the right time and I'm not the right fit for them. And if they're ready, so we do the three simple steps. If I see them, if I see that potential that's getting ready to be unleashed, so I tell them, I see you. The second step is we see you. You see yourself through my eyes. And then the third step is you see you where you have the power, the only transference that is happening is the perspective power from my eyes to yours. And then you don't need me. You are the one who's leading the pathway for others then. I love that. And it's, it's um, I was listening to something recently where uh, they made the observation that time is the, biggest obstacle that entrepreneurs put in front of themselves because they create these artificial deadlines. 
I have to have everything done by this time. And often that date or that time frame has no real meaning. It's something that they've that they've invented. And you can often set yourself up to fail. Um, you know, the if you want to grow the business by X amount, it you don't have to do it by the end of the year. You don't have to do it by, you know, in 12 months' time. It can take two years, three years, five years. There are the you can put your own obstacles in the way by doing that. And I think that's um, you know, when it comes to tra- transformation of yourself, it's hard to do that and to acknowledge the little changes that you have made. You know, we all want those big changes where we're going to do everything this way. But as, as as you say, it's trying to make a big change in one go. It's not sustainable, um, and and you have to make the little the little things, and you have to go on that on that journey to get to that point. Um, you know, I I could easily say to myself gee, why didn't I just start doing podcasts for everybody 10 years ago? Well, <laughs> lots of reasons. Um, and now's the time to do it. And, and you can't go back. You can only you can only go forward uh, with those things. I hope you've been enjoying the conversation so far. We look forward to bringing you part two in the next episode of Biz Bites. Biz Bites is brought to you by Com Together for all your marketing needs so you can build your brand engage audiences on multiple platforms go to comtogether.com.au follow the links to book an appointment for a free consultation 